You have 17 voice messages. First voice message. What's going on, dude? You son of a bitch. You can't stop it. I gotta say that today. End of message. I got a big plan. Big idea, bro. Big idea. Message erased. Next message. We're still here. Enjoy it. So DG. Occupy Dave and Giggles. End of message. Next message. Seriously, guys. Fourth. You know we do a radio show, right? I just want to say that we never claim to be a comedy show. We just <laughs> entertain. You son of a bitch. I'm freaking out. Freaking out. You look so good right now. Give me a chance you want to leave. Dave and Giggles. <laughs> Dave and Giggles. Really big. Message erased. All right, we are Dave and Giggles and pre-recording for Radio Free Brooklyn, which airs Sunday, and this is, I think, a Thursday. Who knows anymore? Giggles looks good. Did you cut your hair? Yeah, I did last week. Looks good. I did it myself. I thought it it wasn't actually going to... I did it myself with this old-ass pair of clippers that I thought wasn't going to finish the job because I started, and I could hear them like... And I was like, oh, shit. It's like... It's not going to finish, and I'm just going to have, like, half a head of shaved head. But I actually, like, completed it, and it, it I think it looks good for a, a homemade job. So. Oh, it looks great. looks great. All right, let's, uh, let's get this underway. Um, I'll put in the intro song and everything later. Have you guys uh, talked before or no? Have you guys have you given this guy any prep or no? Some communication. Have you, have you been prepped or no? I've not been prepped. Pre- I have no <laughs> idea. You prep him? Okay. You want to prep him? Go ahead. All right, here's what I know about you. I think Dave knows more about you than I do, but I hear you were in a band called Akron Family. Akron. Akron, Akron Family. Family. Akron Family. And then you, you <laughs> left to go to a, uh, a Buddhist retreat. or like a, That's all I know about you. That's basically it. That's, 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 part, that's a chunk of my life. <laughs> <laughs> a, small, a small bit. So we will want to ask you about that, but I think we're, you know, we're just going to ask you about like, what, you're doing, you know, what you're doing at home. And then yeah. kind of, you know, um, yeah, where you're at. All right. So here we are. Perfect. We're talking to Ryan Vanderoff. Uh, you can check his music out. So now we're just rolling. You can check yeah. his music out at ryanvanderhoof.bandcamp.com. Is there a website as well? No, not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a new project called the Long Now Trio. And we have a website, longnowtrio.com. And, or say the longnowtrio.com. And we're also on SoundCloud. Is this uh, the same? And, um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's, just, it's really new. We don't have any uh, official releases. You know, we just have a few demos and stuff. But you're working on a new uh, album for it, right? Yeah, we're working on, yeah, we've got, a, I mean, like 15 tunes we, we've got together and oh, working awesome. on recording them and um, hoping to get something out in 2020. Well, when this whole thing blows over, perhaps. Yeah, well, we'll see. So what's your what's your situation like? Where are you held up at? Where are you isolating? Yeah, he's yeah. Not, he's not being holed up. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's got a gun to his head. He's cool. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. No, I, I don't know that. <laughs> My cat might appear at that door, and that cat keeps me in here. Yeah, well, that uh, cat seems suspicious at best. Lars, his name is Lars. If you see him, let me know. Uh, I'm in Ithaca, New York. And it's a wonderful place to be. And I have a wife upstairs and two little kids, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And uh, we're all here together, you know, getting getting through day by day. How's it going? Is it, uh, are you pulling your hair out yet? Or is it yes. still, yeah? Yes, I am. I um, mean, obviously, Giggles is as well. Look at him. He's got no We're all, we're all kind of hanging on by a thread. I get it. I get it. It's true. You know. It's true. How's it been for the past week? Because, like, Colorado's, like, starting to tighten up their grip, right? I mean, I've been in quarantine mode for about a month. So You've I've been, been in like, quarantine used mode to for, like, for 10 years. You've yeah, been in for a while. Mode for a long time. <laughs> we're cool. We're, we're cool. No, Ith- Ithaca's beautiful. I love Ithaca. I, I have a special place in my heart for Ithaca. I think it's a beautiful part of New York. Cool. Yeah. No, I love it. It's a special, special place. I went to Ithaca College here and um, for classical guitar. And uh, my my wife and I met here, split up, went our separate ways. And then in 2013, kind of reconnected as friends and we're both single again and just got back together. It just just worked out. Nice. I love those stories. It's like, oh, the timing wasn't right then, but now it's great. It happens sometimes. Yeah. Nice. Did you have a? We'll get a little personal. Did you have a nice wedding? Did you have a? We are, I'm in the wedding business, so I want to ask people. Business. I always like to ask people 
Uh, well, I'm not really in the wedding business anymore, but I'm, uh, you know, he's I always a priest. He marries people. It's true. Oh, excellent. No, he no, doesn't. He's, he videotapes and, yeah. He, for, Anyways, a did you have a nice wedding? How was your wedding? We had That's a wonderful wedding. Yeah. It was uh, pretty. It was pretty fast. A DIY at okay. Gigantic Park here in Ithaca, um, but it was a beautiful day. September, just perfect weather and. That is a nice So Tegenic Park is this beautiful waterfall and then right down right down the way falls into Cuba Lake down there and we had a pavilion down there. It's a, it's a wonderful wedding. Thank you. September twenty eighth. September twenty eighth. Hopefully yes. we're not still in isolation and uh, you guys can go out and celebrate, right? Yeah, I know. I know. Can we ask you uh, is that pineapple juice? What are you drinking? Can we, do you mind that uh... is a tasty um beverage by a local brewery called Liquid State? All right, Looks nice great. plug. Nice plug. Nice plug. Liquid state. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. It looks. It looks tropical. It looks fruity. It looks a it little. Is, it is a nice hazy IPA. It All looks. Right. It looks delicious. Mm, tastes wonderful. <laughs> mm. uh, I see you're doing a little like art. It's kind of like show and tell these shows sometimes. Yeah. Is that you doing a little <laughs> and, and art in the yeah. background? And we're also doing an audio show. So <laughs> let's talk about the art behind them. I love it. Yeah. Are you doing a little uh, little artwork? Are you this getting, piece. Uh, no, this is not mine. This is a piece by. Song Chen Somo, uh, she is a practitioner at the Buddhist uh, center that I used to live at, and uh, and also a painter and a musician. And this is her uh, painting of Pharaoh Sanders um, oh, that nice. she she gifted to me, which I'm very grateful for. It's a, I love this painting; it's such inspiration every day. This is my music room in the basement of okay. our house. All right, looks good. Um, yeah, and I also teach down here when while well, I teach online now, but you know usually. Right. Have, have people down here with me and um yeah it's, 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 it's nice how was so, your transition from go sorry dave how yeah was no your transition, was same, ask the same uh for, from to like online to be like all right now i'm an online teacher is it an no, easy transition for you or you're like all right was, i've got this it was not so not so bad um you know i i didn't know what to expect i've only done i had done a couple online lessons previously um, but it's gone really smooth. Everybody's been really responsive and uh, open to making it work, you know, as we've been figuring it out as we go, as far as the technical parts. And it's gone pretty smooth. Um, you know, got a new router today. That improved oh, that's that nice. Experience. Nice. Heck off. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't been dropping out, so it's been working pretty I well. Know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Got it just in time. It sounds good. So what uh, brought you to uh, New York after you left Ithaca? Uh, let's see after so to New York city. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. So it was the Akron family. I mean, I met those guys in Ithaca when, after I graduated school, was still living here for a little bit, just kind of like, don't know what to do with my life. And, um, they, uh, I think Seth and Dana has started playing together and then they met miles down in the city and the three of them were playing and they traveled up to Ithaca and, um, we met, we had met a couple times, but I just met them as the group at a, at a party and they, I was playing solo and they were playing the three of them and they were instrumental at that time, no vocals. And the next morning they, they heard me, I heard them and I was like, I love your music. And they were like, Oh, we liked your music. And the next day we were like, Hey, you want to join the band? Yeah, sure. So I moved to New York like a week later. And, wow. um, yeah, that was awesome. Crazy. So did you live? Out. Did you live with them when you were down there? Is that yeah. how it worked out? Yeah, we all they had a loft in uh, Bushwick, and I just as you do as you as, do. as, as one would, <laughs> and uh, I just came in there, you know, uh, took a corner. I don't know if there was a corner left. You know, there were some other people there too. You took the middle of the room. You took the it's middle of the room. Some portion yeah. of the room. Set up your guitars, put the amp in the middle, and then a mattress on the floor in your Yeah, computer. it was a pretty classic, uh, classic New York experience. Pretty like, you know, living the dream. It was really a dream come true to be able as, to. Yeah, I mean, as far as New York City, uh, New York City experiences go, I feel like you had one that is like a tale. You know, like a great tale. Like you go down to New York City, you join this band, and this band it becomes like a, a a kind of like heartthrob of Williamsburg. You know, like one of those those Williamsburg right. bands that everyone kind of falls in love with. How is that? Like, just kind of like whirlwind for you. Oh, it was amazing. You know, especially coming from a small town, upstate New York, 
you know, very small. Like there was like 70 people in my high school class, you know, so grew up really small town and um, it was, it was just awesome. I mean, um, it was a whirlwind because it just happens, you know, sometimes, I mean, you know, obviously we're working to make it happen, but, um, but no, everything about it, especially looking back, it's, it's it's a real special experience to be able to do that. Can I, I'll I'll raise my hand. Yeah, go ahead. Did you have a, uh, what was like a make it happen? Like we've made it happen kind of experience for you. We're like, Oh yes, we're doing it. All right. There's like a thousand people in the crowd or like what, what happened, you know, yeah, like, sure. What, what yeah. happened that you were like, all right, yeah, we. This is cool. This is this feels this feels good. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, more like early on before a thousand people. Um, it was more like, I mean, we were rehearsing five nights a week and playing shows every week, like just anywhere we could, yeah. playing out, and you know, little little shows just 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 to play anywhere you could. Yeah, please play anywhere, anytime, <laughs> you know, and, and rehearse. And um, I was just thinking about this earlier, actually, but like Seth was, while we were doing that, we were recording at home, you know, producing at home. And he, and he was particularly sending out demos to like every record company he could think of, you know, just trying to, that's what, you, you know, that's what you do. You're trying to, you know, get, get signed at that point, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I remember him telling me about Young God and thought we were both feeling like that would be a really cool connection to make. And you know? a good fit. Like, they had, that? A really good fit. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I remember a conversation we had about Young God and being, he was kind of disappointed he didn't hear back. You know, if I remember correctly, we were having a conversation and I was saying, like, you know, he's just got to hear it at the right time. Like, got to hear it on a Sunday afternoon. Like, it's raining out. Like, because our music, especially at that time, was, you know, it was very chill, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that really kind of intricate, slower. Right. It had a lot of dichotomy. Like, it had, like, a lot of loud and aggressive stuff. And then it had a lot of soft. Yeah. You know, you wrote it. You were there. Hey, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the louder stuff came out so much more in the live, in the live setting. Yeah, you know, and in the recordings, especially because the recordings at that point, before being with Young God, were all stuff we did in the apartment. So, right, right. You know, it was more like it was forced to be quiet. You were forced <laughs> yeah, to be quiet. Yeah. Much, you didn't yeah. want your neighbor being like, "Shut up, shut up in there." Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, but when Michael uh, Gira came to see us at Pete's Candy Store, we did a residency there, as one does, at least at that time. It was one does. Uh, <laughs> Once upon a time, uh, when he he came to see us a bunch of times in a row, and that was kind of like, and then he wanted to work with us, and that so that was that moment where it's like, yeah, we we did something there, we we yeah. accomplished something, yeah. The first yeah. show I saw of you guys, I don't remember what the year was. I'm gonna say it was probably like 2005. And uh, I was on MySpace, if you remember MySpace. Oh, yes. And uh, I was looking up uh, bands that were playing at North 8th, with it, which is Williamsburg Music Hall now. Uh-huh. And you guys were one of the acts. And it said, um, Freak Folk. And I was like, yeah, I can get into Freak Folk. Let's go see them. <laughs> and I went and saw you guys. And you were like, can we get the house lights turned up? Just turn up the house lights. And then you guys sat down for like the entire show. And I was like, who? Who are these guys? And then you started playing. You just honestly destroyed me. It was like one of, honestly, my favorite shows. I don't want to sound like too much of a fanboy here, but it, it blew me away. And like from that moment on, I was, I was a lifer. Like anything you awesome. do, I, I was on board with it. That's so awesome. Uh, no, it's so great to hear. It's really yeah. Good. cool. Yeah. Again, yeah, I, I, don't remember, I remember the sitting, the sitting era. Yeah. No, what yeah. was the cause of the sitting era? Was it just because it was closer to the ground or? I think it, it felt started, more intimate? actually, it started at Pete's candy store because Pete's was so small. Yeah. And um, so we sat down and um, yeah, I think Michael was actually like, like, you should keep doing that. That That's cool. It's like, something that, interesting. That yeah. Like, yeah, that's interesting. It's different. You know, and we're all like hunched over, playing, messing with our stuff. You know, like it was just kind of like it just kind of worked. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it until went we wanted to, until we wanted to rash around. Right. It kind of went with the freak folk stuff, whereas like, like you kind of yeah. like 
let i remember one show where you ended a show and you just let feedback going and nobody know what like the owners didn't know what to do until they went up and turned your amps off like it was it was good times it was a great time (laughs) that's classic (laughs) it was go on you're gonna say something else no i wasn't no so so you you come out with a bunch of different records with the guys and what inside of you says, okay, I need to move away from this? Good question, Dave. Good question. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> there was a moment there. You had to reach in. I reached in and grab it. Not sure where we're going to go with it or if it's going to be well-received, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> um, could you repeat the question? Yeah. So you come to the point where you're like, I've had I've come out with a bunch of albums with these guys. It's time to move away and and go do something else. Like what 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 was the kind of like idea that kind of led you to move away from that? Sure. Um, right. So uh, definitely, I don't recall it as a moment so much as a series of um, not events, but uh, recognitions of my state of mind and being and. Um, which was at that point we were touring heavily. Not for, uh Would have been a couple of years, I guess, at that point. Um, at least it seemed like it. And it, even though that was what I wanted to do literally all my life that I could remember, it turned out I was a miserable <laughs> son of a bitch doing that. Yeah. Uh, and it's a uh, drudge, man. It's a dr- That's a that's a hard life. It's a hard life, and. Um, you know, on hindsight, it's like, oh, there's ways I could have done it differently to have managed myself, you know, but yeah. I didn't have, I didn't find the tools at that time. You were young. Yeah. And um, so I was pretty, pretty miserable in that lifestyle. Um, and it didn't, it was definitely looking to be going that direction for the foreseeable future. Uh, that, that wasn't going to be changing because um, there was this momentum building, building. And, um, you know, as I reflect back on it, and I have reflected back on it a lot because it was such a major life turn, you know? Yeah. Um, there was things about the music at that point, like our live shows became mostly bombastic and about the energy and about a really high, big energy. And that isn't really the part of the music that I really enjoyed the most. And I felt like it was a little out of balance, you know, like for me, like I, I liked the more intimate uh, aspect of the music we made. And that wasn't really happening um, for the most part at that time. And I think partially that um, the fact that it wasn't happening kind of allowed, not allowed me, but uh, I don't know. I was more willing to let go because I wasn't feeling as connected to the music. Mm. And then as that, as my, you know, as I was feeling these things, I encountered uh, my teacher, my Buddhist teacher um, in Michigan, Trakton Rinpoche. And, you know, he was, he was talking about a whole nother way of living that uh, was very interesting to me. Um, And that seemed um, like a, a real you know, a real worthwhile thing to do, especially because what I was doing didn't feel good, you know? Right. Um, so, and at the time I was young, you know, so I felt like I had to do a, a, a you know, Band-Aid you know, pull-off. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, at this stage in life, I'd probably like do it in a more nuanced fashion. Sure, sure, sure. An easier um, entry. <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly but there's probably you no know, but i'm not i'm not saying i regret it per se you know because there's things that entered me into a different life that my life had a tra- has a had a trajectory that was based on that decision which i'm grateful for you know for where i find myself now and um i got to immerse myself in the buddhist work um because of that you know yeah. so can, can we talk about the immersion did you just go like cold turkey from like brooklyn hipster scene to like a buddhist retreat in the mountains or something like what i mean, what, I mean can we uh, you know i can we ask about that uh yeah, did you just go, yeah, like, cold sure. turkey to like the himalayas and have no, like it wasn't, a, it wasn't himalaya you know it wasn't quite it wasn't that cold turkey in that sense 
um, in, the, in the sense of remoteness. Um, right. And it also wasn't in the sense that this Buddhist um, group is a tantric Buddhist group. Uh, it is from a Tibetan lineage, which is from the Himalayas, uh, right? But it, but tantric Buddhism is, uh, a lot of it at least, is non-monastic, you know, so, so that what often comes to mind for Buddhist work is like, you know, silence and vegetarian and, you know, not interacting with the opposite, interacting with the opposite sex, that kind of stuff. But this was none of that. It was like men and women eating and drinking whatever you want in silence at times when you're doing certain kinds of work, but it's not like you're in silence all the time. So, um, so it wasn't that extreme in that fashion. Uh, But it, but yeah, it was, I think at the time, I actually, we were on tour so much, I didn't have a home. I didn't have an address at that point. I was just kind of like, yeah. when we were on a tour. Nomad. Yeah. A I was bit of a nomad. Yeah, be somewhere for a few weeks in between tour. You know, I think. But I mean, uh, as far as like you touring, living in the city, it kind of probably had a very similar, a more stable life. Because when you're touring nonstop, oh, yeah. you're a nomad as well. But you're a nomad touring like with a whole bunch of other nomads and yeah, yeah. Throughout, you know whatever it's going to no, be oh yeah it was definitely choosing like a much more stable situation i was like i'm going to one place and it's dedicated to one thing you know um, i'm sure that you needed that stability at that moment i yeah i i i, I at least that's what i felt like i did yeah, yeah for totally sure. But yeah. as far as the band, once you get that kind of like wheel going and then like those, all those cogs kind of like are in place, like trying to like get off that wheel is probably not the, the you know, the easiest thing. Like how was it received with everybody in the band? Uh, as you might expect, you know, uh, it was very disappointing yeah. for everybody. Um, you know, and I totally understand that. And, um, we entered an agreement together to, to, to work together towards this granted somewhat abstract goal of like success in the music business. Like, sure. what, you know, everybody's got their own interpretation of what that's going to be. Um, but you know, I, I bailed essentially, yeah. you know, and they were left hanging. Um, they were, very you know they're good people they're very you know very respectful and generous with how they responded you know there wasn't any major blowouts it's good you know that's um, good they didn't follow you like the uh, monastery like we need a back <laughs> we were supposed to do the we we're supposed to headline the best rock band. we gotta get it back <laughs> oh, oh my gosh uh, <laughs> that would have been pretty weird that would have been kind weird. of ex-girlfriendy yeah. like weird yeah right um no, but it was, I mean, it, it was, uh, I don't know. It was, it was, it, it's a, dra- you know, it's like, I feel, I still feel conflicted about it or something. I feel bad, you know, I feel, you know, I feel bad about it. And I feel also that, uh, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I do. I totally got to do, but you also, yeah, right. It also kind of sucks that it hurt other people. Right. And, but I mean, sometimes you're saying, yeah, I have been in some bands that, uh, yeah, whatever it's going to be, it's, uh, it's always weird when things are unraveling or things are falling apart and you're like, Hey guys, this isn't working or whatever it's going to be. It's a weird situation. I mean, friends are the same way. I mean, or families are the same way. Not that, you know, everyone's just going to pick up and leave their families, but you know what I'm saying? It's it, being in a band is like being in a family and like, sometimes you got to walk away. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. What are uh, some, like, cause you're coming out with a new album. You're writing a lot more music, which is awesome. What yeah. are some uh, differences on where your head is at far as writing now to when you were writing with the band before? Yeah. Uh, the major difference is that I'm not singing, um, mm-hmm. which um, I've mainly because the, as I, I haven't found lyrics that worked for me in a number of years. Mm. Um, I was never like, a, uh, you can tell from the songs I wrote, I didn't write a lot of lyrics. They're always like, you know, like, I don't know, a few lines, but, um, but I don't know. It's just gotten, as I've gotten older, it's gotten harder to put whatever this experience is that we're having into words. Mm. And, um, 
And also, I guess it's partly because I don't listen to as much music that has singing either. I, don't, I, I, I listen to mostly instrumental music now, so that's just being reflected in what I'm, what I'm writing these days. Nice. Um, so it's, I would say, it's jazz-inspired, but um, still, it still has this kind of, I can't take out the rock and roll sure. <laughs> background, you yeah. know? That makes I'm sense. Not, and I'm also not like a traditional jazz person. I don't feel like I can call myself a jazz person. I can't sit down and play standards in that way, you know. But it's jazz and that it's jazzy and that it's instrumental and that it has improvisation in it, um, you know. Um, but I still think it uh, has the same similar flavor in a way. You know, there's so many things about the music with Akron Family that still influences the music I make now, like, both music I made, but like working on it with the other members, like turned me on to so much other kinds of music and um, ways to write and, you know, things like that. So, so uh, I think parts of it still have a, I don't know, has the essence of what I was making then. Right. Like an Akron flair as it were. Yeah. 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 Um, But just in a certain kind kind of instrumental way. Yeah. yeah. Are you still, because I mean, uh, you came out with uh, the Seahorse Memoirs album. Yeah. Yeah. Did you still have that, that same kind of like, I'm not sure the way, the best way to put it, but like the same kind of like head as going into it that you would back in the day where you were like recording pretty much in your apartment? Or was it, did it feel more like, all right, we're going to do this right. We're going to go into a studio. We're going to, we're going to set the table and do it as, okay. as right as possible. Yeah. That one, um, that one was more, I guess, studio style. Yeah. It was yeah. like, I <clears throat> wanted to do some kind of more of the pop side of my background in, in, in music making and, um, and it was more like that, more like go into a studio and try and get a band to play as much at once uh, as possible and then and then refine it and that kind sure. of thing. Yeah. Um, and then this other solo thing I did, My Heart is in the Highlands, um, which is on Bandcamp, and I haven't I haven't kind of promoted that one as much. And I and um, that one I did in New York with uh, a friend of mine, Phil Weinrobe who runs a studio, Figure Eight Recording Studio in Brooklyn. And uh, it's, a, it's a great studio. And But we did that together. And that, that was fun to do that with, like, with him. And he brought in some musicians from around, you know, that he knew and um, was a little bit more kind of, you know, just kind of creating as we go. Yeah. You know, and, and I had my basic tunes, but then he was really kind of helping me flush out the tunes and find new ways to... Uh, to make them happen. And that was, that was a lot of fun. That's yeah. really like a musical muse. Yes. You need one. You totally yeah. need one. Yeah. I wish, uh, this is my one wish during this pandemic. If I was just like suddenly magically musically talented, you know, I could just like, <laughs> like bang out some love songs on the guitar, you know, or like we just had a grand piano just sitting in our living room. And I was like, hold on, honey, let me just, you know, serenade you a little bit. A let me just play something, you know, let me just play, play the fears away, you know, yeah. but I don't have, yeah. yeah, you used to have that piano. Do you? You don't have that piano anymore, right? No, no, we got rid. Of, we so got rid of that. That piano that you yeah. spent so much money to tune, and then you never played it. I played it a little bit. You played it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a nice thing with our modern streaming situation to be able to like find any music, you know, like at any time you can compile the perfect yeah. playlist for your situation. But yeah, exactly. You don't need to play it. You can just, you know, yeah. just. I did set up my uh, little DJ booth. Uh, I set up like a a CD deck with an amplifier and a speaker and a monitor. And I've got my, you know, my CD, my CDs and I've been playing CDs and I was like, oh man, this is classic. (laughs) These are like road trip CDs, you know, like I remember exactly where I was on the highway when I was playing this CD, you know. We need to to do a uh, music based show and we'll uh, go back and forth on songs. We'll DJ the hell out of it. You know, just talking, just coming up with show prep. Little playlists. Nice. Hey, what do you think about this playlist, Dave? <laughs> I love um, it. So the longnowtrio.com is the website of the band that you're in now. Yes, the longnowtrio.com. Yep. Okay. Or the longnowtrio um, on SoundCloud. Yeah. Cool. Okay. 
And, and it's a trio, obviously. There's three of us three, and, yeah. currently, but you never know. Yeah, you could add a fourth. It's possible. So I just uh, we're running out of time. We got only a couple sure. minutes left, but I I wanted to ask you when you got out of the the monastery. Mm-hmm. Did you feel refreshed? Were you like, all right, I'm going to get back into life now and just kind of like grab it by the horns type of thing? Huh. Um, <clears throat> I felt like a different person by, by far. That's good. You know? That's yeah. good. Yes. Um, and I felt uh, definitely um, like uh, I was – ready to approach the world in, in, in new ways that I had, had learned about for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a major life change. I was there for seven years. So wow. it, it, was oh huge, it was a huge, it was a huge. So what, what was your day-to-day life at the monastery? If you were there for seven years, like what was the kind of like run of the mill day? Is it sure. called a monastery? So, uh, it was a monastery? Say, it yeah. wasn't. It, it wasn't technically a monastery. Okay. Um, they call it a hermitage, and it's but it's loosely uh, a small community of people um, on the property that I was at. Anywhere from ten to fifteen people living there at a time, and then there are another in the surrounding areas, maybe sixty to seventy um, people from the surrounding areas that are connected with it. And there's um they they've developed a, a farm on the property. Mm-hmm. Um, which is called White Lotus Farms, and, and um, most of the time I was there, I I would um, be working on the farm for the majority of the day. You know, doing practices in the morning, and then working on the farm, and, and, and engaging in practices as much as I could during you know while working. And then there'd be more teachings or meditations in the evenings, um, and there was music going on all the time. They have we made our own music, and they I mean they still continue to. Uh, amazing music there uh there's a group called just a tourist um of of uh, members there that have put out albums of beautiful music um did you play when you were there yeah yeah oh, cool. I played a lot. we played we made a lot of um sadhanas so meditation set to music and um it was really a very challenging musical experience because it, would, it was very um quick and improvised like there would be I'd walk in, they'd say, okay, here's this piece we're working on. We need some ideas. Okay, make up some stuff. All right, let's record. And it was very, like, let's just, so that was, that was very challenging and, and it doesn't exciting. sound very Buddhist to be, uh, I'm sorry, just like, all right, hey, we're recording these, uh, these mantras. We got to get them out. We got to, we got an Instagram channel. Well, you know, you can think of it as like fresh, as keeping right. the freshness of yeah. the ideas. It kind of reminds me of like a, a daily kind of like practice. Like you're, you're going to do this for the day and it's going to take up your whole day and it's going to be important for the day. Then we record it, set it in stone and then move away from it, you know, moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Moving yeah on. Not, not attachment. And um, which was kind of the opposite of what you've been doing for, you know, you write a song and then that song becomes part of a repertoire that you go on and play and play and play and play. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. So that's good. That is good. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. But this, that's, that's a really hard part. I think about musicians professionally is that like okay you write this chunk of work and then like that has to be your thing that you're talking about all the time and promoting and playing all the time like like here That's, for instance for <laughs> yeah but this is a this is a very generous uh space for that you're, yes, you're very definitely. loose appreciate yeah it's very it. loose yeah. very do loose. you feel safe do you feel I, safe Ryan? I do feel safe and Good. that is that's a nice feeling Good. I'm glad. That's what we strive. Honestly, that's what we strive for the most. And I didn't want to make you feel like we were like bombarding you with anything and weird questions. Uh, I really thank you for coming on. We only got like a minute or two left. So yeah. um, uh, one question, do you still uh, buddies with the guys? Yeah. Um, uh, we don't talk a lot, but I just talked to Miles last week. You know, he, he got in touch for just to kind of, since we're all, you know, living this kind of strange life and he yeah. checked in and, it was really nice to connect with him. We're hoping to talk with him some more. And, and, um, and yeah, we're all in touch here and there. I think, I think Dan and Seth actually do some playing together sometimes. And oh, good. Uh, they're both on the West coast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's nice I have one more question. Yeah. yeah. This is totally unrelated to the band. What is that thing in the door with the, is it looks like a, it looks from here on your screen, like a kid with a pink hat. Where? This right there. <laughs> you see it? The, 
in the door, in the middle of the door, in the window pane. The white thing. Yeah, the the white thing with the thing on top. What is? Okay, so there's a table or like a like a a bench, and then there's a bucket on top. Okay. On top of it, there's a box of tissues. Oh, it looks like a kid. I was like, it looks like his kid is just sitting there watching TV, (laughs) and he has so silent, and it hasn't moved for like forty minutes. And I was like, this kid, it's got like a Buddhist kid (laughs) still. That's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. All right, Ryan. uh, Thanks for coming on. Uh, Don't. Thanks for inviting me. I'm glad I finally worked out. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, whenever you come to the city, uh, give me a shout, and we'll have you into the studio, and it'll be a little bit better of a recording, and we can come hang out. Yeah, I'll play, I'll play some tunes next time. That'd be awesome. Uh, Ryan Vanderhoof, uh, you can go to ryanvanderhoof.bandcamp.com and then uh, look for an album coming out within a year, maybe? Yes, that's the goal. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, buddy. Really appreciate yeah, thank it. You. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me. Later, buddy. Okay. Later, dude. Giggles. We uh, second half. We got John Delorme. Is that his name? John Delorme. Yep. John Delorme. Delorme. All right. Here we go. We have other people coming in too. What are you doing over there? You always just want to smoke on the show. That's all you want to do. Well, now here we go. (laughs) Here we got everybody in studio. Schaefer, this is my buddy uh, John, or actually Dave's buddy. I don't really know him. I work uh, with him. He's a good guy. John. Hey, what's up? 
Not much, man. So John is uh, is putting together a uh, a whole album. He, that's what he's doing solo in in quarantine. He's writing a whole album. Okay. And he's getting. Uh, I mean, why don't you describe the album? Because I feel like you're doing you're doing a good you're doing a good job at creating this. Yeah, album. it's been a lot of work. Um, I'm not I'm not writing anything. I just it's I'm covering an entire record of this guy Bobby Charles, who is a swamp rock legend from louisiana that's kind of an unsung hero he wrote the song see you later alligator in the 50s and then disappeared into uh kind of oblivion made one record in the 70s that you know he had like the band dr john as a backup band and all the lyrics every single one every single one of the songs is like incredibly poignant to what's happening now so I've been uh, just emailing these tracks back and forth from my apartment to different people I've worked with throughout the years. And it's really filled out to be pretty cool. Can we hear some Swamp Rock? <laughs> yeah, let's hear some Swamp Rock. Let's play a tune. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'll play a song about New Orleans. All right. All right? Yeah. All right. joined us while you were uh, on the uh playing the old guitar and then she, oh yeah she just disappeared where'd she go to her well, videos go. there don't call people out when they cut out the video because they, they just, just going the video the <laughs> all right there we go she's out she's like that's she's it out. What happened? <laughs> Bad internet. Out. i don't know i gotta refill this tequila all right go refill that tequila it was great though that was great we'll talk uh here while he's doing that we want to talk uh schaefer are you open to talking about the dating scene did you uh, were you prepped for that or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, tell us. Give us some. Give us some dirt. Is this dating in a time of a pandemic or is this just dating in general? What is uh, sort of the vein 
No, this uh, is definitely dating and during uh, social distancing. Okay. Uh, dating you, uh, and social distancing has got to be really rough. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems to be you meet someone over the phone first. It's like almost like back to high school. Remember when you used to call girls on the phone and like yep. talk? That was pretty brutal. That was really it was brutal. brutal. <laughs> but it's like the only way to do it now. And I've been going on a few um, in-person, like hiking. Really? Like, we'll go to a park and sit six feet apart. And, you like, really will sit six feet apart? Yeah. Or like you have to. Four, four feet. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, know. but I mean, that's still how, I mean, I, dating in general is super awkward. I can only imagine having to stay, you know, a certain distance away. It's got to be so brutal. It, it's brutal. And it teaches – I think you really find out if you like somebody yeah. um, from that on kind a, of distance. Right, like, on yeah. like an intellectual level. Yeah, you know, those those awkward moments where you would grab each other or kiss each other or do yeah. other shit because you – can't do it. You can't do it. Can't. You got to talk. Alana, right, how are Alana, you? It's finally working. I had a little technical problem here. That's all right. We're just here Thank hanging you. out. I mean – Hi, guys. Hi there. Hello. Alana, this is my my uh, really good friend Schaefer down. I don't know if he's down. He's in the red. And uh, I think you know the guy. How you doing? Uh, nice above there. Uh, so we were just talking about dating in the time of COVID. Oh, and, okay. uh, sort of. Uh, so Schaefer is uh, single and uh, has, has been recently going on some hikes, some socially distance uh, date hikes. Crazy. Yeah. Which it, it does seem crazy. Can you tell? The, but is it weird because you're like. I, I feel the connection. I want to get close to you, but I don't want to get sick. Have you said that yet? Yes. And she has too. I mean, I go out, you know, I'm, I'm pretty out there in the community. So if there was a slip up, I wouldn't feel so bad sort of thing. Cause I don't have a family that I just have to worry about myself with this potential sickness. Yeah. So if anyone would slip, it would be me. Yeah. So and you're, nice at, you're that, at Trader Joe's. So you're like in the thick of it. Yeah, like yeah, you're you're dealing with a lot of people a lot of the time. So if anyone's gonna have it and going on dates with girls, it's going to be, <laughs> it's gonna be this. Guy. I showed up at the right time. He really yeah. did. <laughs> what uh? What's the weirdest thing you guys have done during the quarantine? Somebody asked me this, and I was almost gonna answer in this like wedding uh, industry chat. <laughs> I was gonna almost answer it. I was like, no, I am not telling people that this is what I did during this quarantine. But I'll tell you guys because we're yeah, friends. Because <laughs> it's going to go out over radio. It's true. It's true. This is, we're not professionals here. I, uh, I'm a little embarrassed. And I, oh. But I, yeah. I, peed, I peed my dead cat's litter box. You still have your dead cat's litter box? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Why Whoa. did you pee in it? <laughs> I mean, you I can do whatever you want. He's dead, but you still have its box? <laughs> No. Well, we have two litter boxes. How could you do that? They're we bathrooms. Have... You live in a house. It's in the basement. I don't have a bathroom, but I was like, you know what? And I think it was on a Zoom call or oh something. And I was God. like, we have two of them. We have two litter boxes. Once and only one cat. One of the. We'll see. You asked. I think I need. Well, well who who cleans the litter box? <laughs> Who cleans it? I do. Well, as long as you do. Clump in the same way. My God. How does it clump? Is it the similar kind of clump? It's a a flat, like, it's a giant flat pancake. It's like a disc of clay. Yeah. That's that's gross. That's super gross. But it is is the weirdest thing I've done during the quarantine. I was like, ah, it's a quarantine. I can piss in my cat's litter box. You're crying. You're crying. You're crying, bro. True. Nothing's going to top that. <laughs> no, I've never heard of anyone being I'm in a litter box. John knows some of the stories. I've been calling John and being like, John, the craziest thing happened. Because every day has been really <laughs> But maybe it's because I live in L.A. <laughs> oh, man. So how is L.A.? It's, like, weird. It's really weird right now. I mean, it's yeah. always super weird, but it's yeah. especially bizarre right now because... In New York, people are used to having to deal with calamity and talking to each other and be like, hey, the train's fucked up. What do I do? What train do I get on? You know, whatever. And then, like, but here, people are just so uncomfortable with, like, communicating in any sort of way. So there's a lot of, like, do you want to go first in the supermarket? Or, like, I'm pretending I don't see you and I'm going to, like, socially distance in front of you and bond. And 
no one will notice, you know, but I always talk to everyone, so I kind of get it. Yeah, you're in New York. I end up in situations all the time. Yeah, you're a New Yorker. I get it. I just don't know how you're dealing with New York. It sounds just, I mean, uh, L.A. It sounds, sounds nuts because you have to drive everywhere. So it's like, yeah. you know, there's no reason to go out. So yeah. you're not going to go out. I've been home a lot. I won't lie. Oh, man. How's your dad doing, Alana? Is he all right holding in there? He's doing really good. Thanks for asking. He um, sends his love to everybody. And yeah, he tell him I said hello. I think it's hard for him because he, you know, he's 89 and he had like shows booked this whole summer. He's still in really great health. And so it's a little hard that he has to stay home so much because he wants to go do shows and do all this stuff and he can't. He's like, all my gigs are canceled until September at least, you know. Yeah. But he's doing this boxing jog every day where he like, because he used to be a boxer back in the really? stuff. And so he does this like boxing jog every day. It's a pretty badass. He's in like he really That's pretty health. badass. He is in like really good shape for an 89 year old. It's amazing. Yeah. Cool. What's a boxing jog look like? It's like a it's like a shuffle where you hold your hands up high and you have to wear a sweatshirt like a kind of like you have to wear a hoodie. You gotta you wear a hoodie. And you hold your hands up kind of high and it's like a I don't know oh, like, like steps. Like I mean, Rocky, played, like, yeah, yeah, like Rocky. Like oh. that, like Rocky. Yeah, like that. Well, do you remember you actually played Mike Tyson's Punch Out where like yeah, in yeah. between the fights <laughs> and they were running? Like, yeah, little yeah, like that. Little. Yeah, it's sort of like and you know he like kind of does this. You know, he's got his, he still does his things. And... They opened the beaches in Florida tonight. Horrible idea. There's so many old people there. I know. It's the worst idea ever. That's where all the old people are. Like, mm-hmm. This is like that thing in PE or whatever when you have to do like push-ups because somebody messed up. You're like, all right, whole class <laughs> push-ups, you know? It's going to be a lot of that for the next few months. I like. Here's a question for the whole group. If you were president or you were Fauci, what would you do right now? What What have you been saying to people? They should just do this. What What are you telling people? Piss should... in the litter box. Piss in the litter box. Litter box. Fuck it. Make your own brick. Fuck it. Your little disc, your pee disc, as it were. All right, but serious question though. What would you do? That is what I would. If you're the president, or if you were Fauci. <laughs> I mean, Fauci doesn't have as much power. Like he could yeah, basically, if you were in charge, what would you do? What do you, like, like, if you were if you were Trump? Oh man, I would hang myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was Trump. What would I do? I mean, I would do every single thing. <laughs> what does that mean, Alana? What would you do? Of every single thing that he's done, I would do. Like, and I would just like make. I would just like take all of Bernie Sanders' policy, make it all happen. Sure. Green New Deal, make that happen. Um, I probably, I, I have a big, big utopian political. Let's hear it. Yeah, what's, your, like, how what's big? the perfect Alana yeah. Amram world? Give me a, give me a vision. Leave each other the fuck alone, but sure. still respect each other's boundaries. Okay. And be nice to each other. All right. So that's, give me, give me life. like a situation where it's like the the, the world kind of uh, evolves around like central Alana beliefs. Get like what what kind of tenants would they be? Uh, definitely free candy like once a week. Oh, that's stuff cool. like that's that. Cool. Like stuff to make people happy. Like there, there should freaks. be more things. Yeah, I think we need to make more people happy. So a very like socialistic society where we're handing out candy. We're handing out like you know like nice mushrooms in the morning. You know, and and a little bit yeah. of like microdoses, oat milk. You know, microdoses. Has to go work on a farm for like two years. Okay. So it's like the anti like Israel thing where you have to work for the the military. Instead of a military, you have to work on a farm and grow vegetables and like help. You have to like help like build a house. We're getting to do something good. I've been saying this for years. Yeah, two years. AmeriCorps service. What do we do with that element of our neighbors that are now like are the Trump supporters and they have just. You know, they stormed the Michigan Capitol with guns saying, reopen the state. Like, hey, kids, we'll give them an activity. They're very good at organizing. So we'll give them an activity to do. Oh, like you got to take the guns. You gotta it's take like the kids. Guns. It's like children, you know. It's like kindergarten. You have to just give people activities. Be like, he talks a lot. Okay, he could leave this whole group. And like... All right, Shaver, what's yours? What's yours, your utopian sort of uh, idea? Because I'll give you mine. 
I got a good one. All right, I'll go for you... it. No, 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 no. I asked Schaefer. I'm not going to Dave. I'm not going to Dave him and ask him a question and then answer it. No. No, you're part of the conversation now, Mike, and you just dropped that bomb that you've got. You asked the question, so it's obviously on your mind. I'd like to hear what corn. I say, we, all right. I say we take the border wall and we like make like two different countries. One's for like, a, or two different states. One's for a bunch of people that want to like have like freewheeling guns, like Wild West. So you take, I mean, it's like a thousand mile border wall. So it's, it's really big. It's called we California. Make, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We make one big, like, you know, we encircle it with like a bunch of people that want to like go around and do Wild West gun style. And then the other fence we use for like a bunch of people. And it's like the size of Rhode Island who just want to be nudists out in like the Texas desert. You know, you have like a, you know, a 30 square mile nudist camp. With all this wild, you know, you got this high wire. I would put the nudist camp down south. It gets a little cold in Rhode Island. It's during. The the size no, no, it's the size of Rhode Island. It's oh, the okay, size of Rhode Island, Dave. All right, you use all the border wall, the fencing, to make your, you know, it's high. It's you know, keeps people out. You encircle it. You have like a, a you know, a three county size nudist resort. You can have like an acre, and you know, everybody gets an acre. You can be naked on your tent. Done. All right, that was good. Great show. Yeah, Good show. We, we, we do appreciate Bye. it. John, Alana, Schaefer, uh, keep yourselves ha- uh, healthy and safe. Okay, stay healthy and John, John. Guys. Oh, John's out. Stay safe. Bye, guys. Bye. Good seeing you. We had on uh, uh, Alana Amram, John yeah. DeLorem, and uh, thanks to Ryan Vanderhoof who came on. And uh, Yeah, if you want to be a guest on Dave and Giggles, daveandgiggles at gmail.com. Ooh. Yeah. That's nice, nice, right? You like that? Yeah. And for those of you who listen to our show for a very long time, know that we end our show with a, a song. And uh, that song was written by Akron Family and uh, Ryan Vanderhoof. And to have uh, Ryan on was uh, really something special. So thanks to Ryan. Thanks to everybody who came on. Good night. Living